the Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, guys, you want to figure out what Colin knows versus what Colin thinks? That could be fun, right? Am I the only one who thinks it could be fun? Sources confirm... That's not fun. No, I, I, I just... <laughs> it seems, it seems a blank stare's on fun. Sources confirm that's fun. So we're going to see what Colin Coward knows versus what he thinks about Caleb Williams and the Chicago Bears. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're, we're, we're doing well, Colin. Colin, of course, the herd of Colin Coward, the volume. Hey, Colin, um, I remember once when I was working for Sporting News Radio and I was living in Los Angeles. I was walking my dog, listening to you on the radio, and you made an analogy about getting called up to the big leagues. And you were at ESPN Radio at the time and you said, you know, if you work for Sporting News Radio, you want to get the call to ESPN Radio. And I, I wanted to punch you in the mouth through the radio at the time, sir. I don't like your face. It makes me want to do things to it. Now you're in Chicago and you've done well. It's By the way, I, I'm not trying to be glib. The Sporting News Radio still exists. Uh, it has been in decay. Uh, I believe it's something. It became Yahoo Sports Radio and then SB Nation Radio. So the answer is no. It might <laughs> in some form or fashion. Sounds like the answer is no. Colin, thank you for the time today. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good weekend. That's Colin Cowherd of The Volume and Fox Sports One. Not bad. You're nailing it. Thanks, Randy. Yeah. It means a lot. I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. Is there anything I can do to work on that? No, so you not wouldn't... really. It's your face. And I, again, you know, you're doing great, man. This is the Kelly and the yeah. We're all having a great time. Everybody's having fun. You pulled it off. All right. But if you don't change your face, I'm going to change it for you. Okay. Okay. All I can do is take that in and consider it, and I'll just try to do my best version of whatever I think that would be. I, I don't even hear what you're saying right now because your face is driving me okay. nuts. Thanks again, man. One, two, three. And here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Thanks for hanging out. Parkins and Spiegel on The Score. We have had uh, a lot happen since that conversation with Colin Cowherd. Cliff Kingsbury goes to Washington. Lincoln Riley goes on a media tour. And there still is two and a half months until the draft. By the way, I never thought in my life I'd get a chance to tell that story to Colin Cowherd. Yeah, it's cool. It it, it was a pretty neat thing. Um, that And it's like... It's it's just funny how life works, you know. That that dude was a king and still is a king. Yeah. Of of the media, and um, and at the time I was, oh, definitely not, <laughs> definitely not, and still not really. But it's just it's just funny, and he took it very very well. I enjoyed that conversation a lot, and that conversation resonated over the weekend. I ran into a bunch of people who who were thinking about it because, as it turns out, there's a lot of smoke there, and. You were starting to go through some of the stuff that took place over the weekend. Yeah, you know, and listen, I, I think that a lot of teams want Caleb Williams, and I think Washington, his hometown team, is doing things that they think is in the best interest of their team that happens to have a nice little ancillary benefit of maybe being in the best interest of Caleb Williams in case he wants to apply some pressure, whether it be publicly or through back channels, mm-hmm. to get traded to the hometown team. And... Tom Pelissero talking about multiple first-round picks to move up from two to one in a godfather offer, which would 
blow up all draft uh, trade value charts. You know what I mean? So there's this story is real. It's not going away. I expect him to be a bear. I think Ryan Poles will ultimately take him, but he's going to listen to all of this stuff. And one of the things that I've just been thinking about a lot is Caleb Williams, through what Colin said to us on the air, what he said on his show, and through his history, does seem to value continuity. He went to Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And then Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma to go to USC. And Caleb Williams looked at a bunch of different options and ultimately chose to follow Lincoln Riley. So when Colin says, yeah, you know, I talked to their camp nine weeks ago and then they called me last night, but nine weeks ago there was concerns about Eberflus in Chicago and never developing a uh, quarterback and never develop an offense. And there's Dan Quinn and he's got a four-year mandate and there's more stability there. And they just gave Cliff Kingsbury a three-year contract as a coordinator. Normally it's two. Like there's stability there and he knows Kingsbury and he knows Ingram, the guy who was at Wisconsin to try to recruit him there. Like Mm -hmm. if he does value continuity from college to the pros, like he did from Oklahoma to Southern Cal, maybe that is something that would be appealing. And you you know I agree with him. Like, I think that part of what derailed Mitch was going from Dow Loggins to Matt Nagy. Part of what derailed Fields was going from Matt Nagy to Luke Getze. Yeah. And it's part of why I wanted them to get rid of Eberflus to try to have a clean slate with coach and staff and quarterback for this unprecedented time with the number one pick for the Bears. So maybe Caleb Williams feels the same way. It's a sensible thought process if you're trying to ensure that you become the best version of yourself. I, you know, what he and his dad started to do together at age 10 and have still been seeing through together all the way through now is, like, really impressive, you know? And, and his dad has always been involved. When it was time to choose the high school, he chose Gonzaga, the coach of which we talked uh, to uh, with last week or a couple weeks ago. Because, in part, they ran a scheme that was a more modern offense and would translate better to college and the pros. In in the book Quarterback Dads by Teddy Greenstein, it's written about how Carl had a detailed spreadsheet as they were choosing Oklahoma, choosing the first college destination. And he had four main categories and a whole bunch of subcategories to help his son make the decision to attend Oklahoma. And it's all with this idea of being a great NFL quarterback and being the number one overall pick. And wouldn't you want your dad to be helping you like that and give a crap? And you met, you referenced it when it was time to transfer to USC or transfer somewhere and all these other schools were going for him. Carl Williams had a Zoom call with 25 different schools, 25 different schools, very much involved trying to figure out on his son's behalf what he could help enable. And that's when he famously said, hey, look, it's NFL, not NIL. Want to be the first pick in the draft because the dra- that person can make $40 million. And he's quoted in the book as saying, in 2024, there'll be a significant bump to the salary cap. So Carl knew that was coming. Yeah, man. And they've been plotting this and thinking about it. And if you're a kid with a possible pro future ahead of you, and your dad is involved as long as you don't hate him 
that's a really good, healthy thing. I, I, You'd I love it. Yeah, I agree. I think that there have been times where the dad seemingly has overstepped a bit, and that's why he's very clearly stopped talking, and they've hired a publicist, and he won't come on the show. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that that GQ quote helped him at all. You know what it reminds me of when uh, Rick Giolito said on the air that Lucas asked him to stop coming around. Yeah. Stop talking to his pitching coaches. Does, stop talking to media. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's he's a bad guy. No. Does, doesn't mean that he's even a net negative. Just passionate cares. Hey, Dad, I don't need this right now. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things about me. I am going to choose. And this is like, it's an interesting PR yeah. strategy. Like, this is a thing that's debated in PR circles. Caleb is very clearly choosing... I'm not saying anything. I'm not responding to every rumor because if I respond to every rumor, all I'll be doing is responding to rumors. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that I don't respond to, you'll assume that they're true because I didn't respond to them. Like he hasn't responded to that. He wanted equity in a team. That was the thing. He has not responded to. There's a list of five teams that he would play for. He hasn't responded to that. He hasn't responded to that he won't go to Chicago, that he wants to play at home. You know what I mean? He hasn't responded to any of it. Yeah. Because if he does, that's just all he'll spend his time doing. And so, hey, Dad, stop talking. If I'm not going to talk, you don't talk. Right, and that is is what's happening. I remember remember asking Mike Bryant to come on Hit and Run and talk about Chris, and he did, and then I asked him another time, and he said, nope. I just – it it just doesn't seem to be a good idea anymore. Yeah, and by the way, by the way, we own that. Like the media at large needs to own something that like we can't get to Caleb, but we can get to Carl. Like we have Sh- Shane slash Pat Mahomes on the show every day, and we've had Patrick Senior on whoa, the show. Whoa, 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 I'm, whoa, I'm sorry, whoa. I should, I, I, should just... I should, I shouldn't have done that. What was I'm that? Sorry. I'm sorry about that. I should have... slash. Yeah, yeah. I, Cordell I, I, Stewart's not in there. I, I'm sure I should not have done that. I'm sorry. But like you know, that's what I mean? messed up, man. Yeah, we used to joke that we're Pat's the- pissed too. Now <laughs> pissed them both off. That we're the dad show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we are the dad show. Like they didn't let us get Ryo. Who, who so we talked we, to his mom? Who did we talk to? We talked to some very unimpressive players' dads. Um, the pitcher, uh, Trevor Williams. Uh, yeah, Trevor, the guy, we like guys who make debuts. Trevor Williams' dad. Um, we talked to uh, uh, Jack Swinski's dad. Jack Swinski's dad. Gave me this pink hammer. <laughs> That guy was worth it. Pop we him. love the Sawinski family. We on do. Northwest we do. Yeah, 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 we do. Legendary. Matt Mervis's dad. I, I went up to Matt Mervis's dad at a Cubs game and got his number because we're the dad show. Yeah. That's one thing we do. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it's... But, so Caleb's like, Dad, if I'm not making headlines, can you stop making headlines? Uh-huh. Because people are... We got a bunch of texts right now. Like, this is a Todd Marinovich situation. I don't think it's that. Well, no, no, no. But, but that's the worst of it. That's the I've referenced that as the potential worst of it, just because we've seen the dad dynamic so many times. Yeah, but I mean, we've seen it. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it in good, healthy ways. People thought Levar Ball was going to ruin his son's lives and careers. Yeah, and that has not been the case. Right, Lonzo's health has ruined his career. Yeah, I mean the William the Williams sisters. I mean, how about LeBron right now? Yeah, it, LeBron is an unbelievable sports dad. Sure, you know what I mean. Like, I, but, and, but the and, Williams and sisters, the and, Williams sisters, eventually had to step up and kind of take control of their own lives at the expense of the father. Sure, and that oftentimes does have to happen. Right, but I'm saying I don't have much evidence right now that this is a problem. It seems like he's had a son who is spectacular, 
and has known that he was going to be great, and he has been helping on the business side of empowering him, and it's worked out pretty well. He's going to be the number one pick in the draft, and he's already made millions and millions of dollars, and he has a charitable foundation. This is a good point. I think his dad has done a nice job. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, that as a dad, that's what I'm saying. I want to extend the fist. But that's what I'm saying. It kind of get it gets when it, it feels unfair. Like, oh, Lavar Ball, Todd Marinovich, Lavar Ball did an unbelievable job. No, I know, but you know how his uh, yeah, no, his, how his name because of the bombastic nature of it sure. and some of the headlines. But when you really strip it away and you think about it. Of course, no, agreed. But I'm just saying it's it is a uh, it it should be led with he it's it feels like he's stepped in it a few times because he's not a trained publicist um, and now he's taking a bit more of a back seat. Yeah, but I don't think that this is going to be a problem when he comes to the Bears. And we should just like I admit when Colin said that thing before we talked about him, I had a little bit of an on air freak out. I have no, I'm, I'm willing to admit I remember that. I was here. Yeah, I've got no problem doing that. I was here. Because I, I knew how connected he was to him. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, you know and, 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 you, and, and I had another chance to talk to Colin about it on air or off air. Like, it, I, you know, I, I knew how connected he was and, to it. And you were facing the possible reality of a strong arm situation, which we don't have assurances of from anybody. In fact, we might have the opposite. It, it feels to me like the opposite. It feels to me like other teams are preparing offers to the Bears if Ryan Poles wants to trade the draft rights to Caleb Williams. Mm -hmm. But Ryan Poles, if he wants to draft Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams will come to Chicago. Because I, and what I keep coming back to, it is a better situation than Washington. It is a better situation than Vegas. It is a better situation than New England. It's not a better situation than Green Bay. I mean, it's, it's a not be- a better. It's not a better situation than Kansas City. I don't know if I'd say it's a better. It's a. It's that's a. It's not a home run no brainer that it's a better situation than Washington from Caleb's perspective. He's got his uh, an offensive coordinator who he knows very well and can work with Shane Waldron. He does know from quarterback collective. Yep. From the camp and stuff. And Shane Waldron has a you know pretty good reputation, but the comfort of Kingsbury is a huge, huge deal. And the I mean, the strong personality of Dan Quinn and yep. that known commodity is a stronger known commodity than Matt Eberflus. And you could say that Terry McLaurin is akin to DJ Moore. Yes, you could. Right. Also, Bobby Ingram is the wide receivers coach there, so he knows him. Yep. And then you've got the proximity to home. Like, but, which, is, but, which is a good and a bad thing. I agree. Right? That, but hey, but Chicago Washington, as a big city is a good thing and, and a bad thing as well. well DC is not a it's not a small town. No, no, no. But the pressure of, of, of Chicago sure, and sure. having to be the first ever great quarterback in the history of of the franchise i think i think it's actually i think it's pretty damn even which is why if if i were I, him i would i would be i uh, think the football I, side I'd, be, of it, I'd be looking into everything see here's where i disagree with you because because the quality of the roster yeah and what does chicago have to do to get caleb williams nothing they have to draft him you're right you're, what does washington have to have do? to give up a ton of assets to get him okay i agree so I that agree with that that deplete so washington won four games Chicago won seven. Chicago gets to just draft him and have the ninth pick and have the cap space and all of that and more stuff, whatever they get for trading Justin Fields, right, to Mm -hmm. acquire more stuff for Caleb. 
Washington has to give stuff up. Yep. In order to get him. Now that's true. So 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 that so that goes against the Washington side, but those other things are pretty good positives. They they, they are. They 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 are very good positives. But I'm just saying, like, I what I keep coming back to is it is totally fair to look at Chicago and say that's where quarterbacks go to die. How have they had less quarterbacking success than the Cleveland Browns? Like that's that's what every NFL fan thinks about the Bears. That you know what I mean. I do an NFL podcast. I've lived in other parts of the country. I've covered other teams. Like I, NFL fans in Seattle and Jacksonville and Phoenix and you know what I mean? that, that's what they all think about Chicago. So of course it's reasonable right. for when Caleb Williams is looking at the teams uh, that might be able to draft him number sure. one to be like, uh oh, that could be a problem. But then when he actually digs in and looks at this team. Good GM, good cap space, good draft capital, uh, offensive coaching staff that was just hired that we know. At number nine, they'll probably get me some help. Very good defense uh, and young core players on offense at receiver, tight end, left guard, and right tackle at a minimum. You know what I mean? Like That's before we talk about Braxton Jones. That's before we talk about... Um, uh, the right guard who they side from Atlanta. Why am I blanking on his name? Nate. Aside from Tennessee, Nate Davis. Nate Davis, thank you. Uh, in his prime, go- you know what I mean? Like offensive, four of the five pieces of the offensive line are intact. A really good veteran center in Lucas Patrick. No, oh, oh, no, wait a no, 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 no. That that part still needs to come. But you no. know what? Like, I, but honestly, like, <laughs> I, I actually think once you know, like, once he digs into it, f- yeah. Because like, I don't agree that with Colin that the, this place is cursed. No, you know, no, like, like when he talks about Carson Palmer and Joe and Kenny Anderson and like, I'm like hey and Boomer Esiason, that's irrelevant. That no, was no, irrelevant no. for Joe Burrow. But but what you do have that is relevant is Justin Fields about to be traded after three years, and your perspective as a player and and other former players we know uh, and current players believe that Justin has been done wrong and has not been given a chance and. And we know, as I mentioned the other day, that people like Cam Newton feel that way. And I'm sure that Caleb Williams has heard Cam Newton say it or talked to Cam Newton or whatever. Like, so, of course, he probably thinks that in, in recent memory. But what you have to, would have to tell him is say, you know what? We had bad coaches. That's why we changed out our staff. Would you like to talk to Thomas Brown, your passing game coordinator? Would you like to talk to Shane Waldron? Like, let's go. Kerry Joseph, you know? Well, I right, mean, here we are. They, they, they... Caleb, bring those guys Caleb in. will have concerns. You'll have to address his concerns. Mm-hmm. But I think Ryan Bowles is going to be able to address his concerns. And as soon as Colin said he won't pull an Elway, he doesn't want to be the villain, I was like, all right, great. Then he's going to be a bear. Yeah. He's going to be a bear. That's that's Until proven otherwise, that's how this is going to go. Um, Texter, wow, both Colin and 670 should be dubbed spin doctors because the comments were made. 670 turned it into basically breaking news. Now it's the damage control team because Caleb's people called Colin on his nonsense, which 670 perpetuated, and you're trying to massage it away. Who are you crapping? Hmm. Sir, I promise you it's not nonsense. I know. I You know what? I, I, I don't know. We tried to do the media literacy thing. We tried to do the transparency thing. We talked to Colin about it. It it was it, it was sloppily not, delivered. It is not nonsense. It's not. I don't think it's coincidence what Washington is doing in their coaching staff hirings. They know that this is out there. It this they're going to make an offer to Ryan Poles if they haven't already. You know what I mean? People are going to try to prey on uh, maybe some Caleb curiosity about Chicago. This isn't the Dallas Cowboys. 
the franchise that everybody wants to go play for. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna, they're, people are gonna try, but Ryan Poles is ultimately gonna be able to get his man, and so that's where I think this is gonna go. But there's gonna be. You're going to have to remind me of this when I have my next freak out. Mm-hmm. Something's going to come up again. Could you man. schedule that for me? Because I'm know, busy, man. Pulse I got stuff posi- going Pulse on. position one week from today, 3 o'clock. One week from today, the first polls position. Very excited I know about you're that. excited about That'll that. That'll be 3 o'clock daily, mm-hmm. examining centers and free agents and the ninth <laughs> pick, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, hypothetical trades, what – Okay, I'm a Caleb guy. How much would you have to get to trade down? All that stuff. Is there a dress code? Is there a, is there a dress code for Poles position? I don't know. For this year? I don't know. No? No shorts. No shorts. <laughs> I think Shit. we're all going to be Ryan Poles on the first day, right? I don't want to put too much out there. I'm going to wear my big parka. Oh, yeah. Good, good look. Shades? Got, got it. Parka and the shades with the collar up. I'm going to be Kevin Warren. I'm going to get up at four. <laughs> <laughs> lay go wash my neighbor's car horizontally to steal your thoughts for the day yep all right but then eat at rosemary yeah exactly so, sounds pretty good so he, he and i are so alike yeah you guys are in good good shape i'll send the professional photographer uh john is in his car he's on the score what up john hey guys how are you doing we're good john long time long time listener first time caller to your show I had an idea for the trade. I personally think, you know, you should hedge your bets. You know, why spend and, and go crazy on Caleb Williams when there's a ton of teams looking for him? I personally think that if Washington is the team that wants him, I would trade down to that number two spot. After I trade Justin Fields, I'd package what I get from him and include the number nine pick, trade back up, do something bold, and grab Marvin Harrison at four. So you want Drake May and Marvin Harrison? I want Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels and Marvin Harrison. Jaden Daniels, Excuse Marvin me. Harrison, and DJ Moore is what you come out of this with. An extra pick. Correct. Wow. An extra pick. And my whole thing, guys, is this. I truly am I'm thinking forward. If you can keep stockpiling draft picks, if Jaden Daniels doesn't pan out, I'm looking at the eye for the future for Arch no. Manning. I mean, well. let's not be crazy. Because that's two to three years away. No, 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 no. John, John, at some point, you got to plant a flag on a quarterback, man. At some point, it has to happen. It's Jaden Daniels. It's Jaden Daniels. His numbers, comparable from the last year. I looked at some articles that showed Caleb Williams' record against top 25. It doesn't compare to Jaden Daniels' top 25. Jaden Daniels is a better pure runner. And he has a better completion percentage, I think, last year. And he's coming out of the same school that Joe Burrows came out of and the same coaching staff that turned him into what we see him as. So I think there's opportunity to get more value and picks in the future. Trade down, hedge your bets in case Jaden doesn't work. You still have that future if you need it. But if you put all your eggs in the Caleb Williams basket and for some reason it doesn't work out, you're blowing everything on the one opportunity. Man, that, All right, John. John has thoughts. John put them together. I like it. And he called us. I mean, I disagree with everything you said, but well, I like the thoughts. I just, I love the unnecessary pluralization of last names. It just makes me so happy. Joe Burrows. Daniels. Joe Burrows. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Joe it, Burrows. It is, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Burrows. Yeah. yeah man. Guys, hear me out. On Saturday, I was walking to get my hair cut in, in Logan Square. I walked by this elementary school. There was this nine-year-old throwing darts yeah. to, to some kid. I've got my eyes on him he will be for drafted. 2035. You know what? Eli Manning's nephew, Punk. Like, you know, Peyton's kid. 
at 10. Let's wait on him. Hedge your bets. Stockpile those draft picks. Brother. Stockpile those picks. Hey, kid's man. nine. I'm waiting. Uh, you know, but but he's he did he say. Worked. I totally understand how serious okay. an allegation of pedophilia would be. <laughs> okay. All right, Aaron. The first time I haven't been oh. on your side, brother. Oh. <laughs> he's a quarterback, the kid. He's nine. Got a big arm. By the way, in Matt Miller's latest mock draft that just dropped this morning on ESPN. I love mock draft season. He's got court, quarterbacks going one, two, and three. Yeah. Caleb, then Drake May, then Jaden Daniels to New England. And then all three wide receivers go. Really? So he's got Marvin Harrison and Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze. Yep. And by six, all of those guys are gone. Where's the, Bowers go? Um, 12. So Bowers on the board at nine. Bowers on the board at nine, but he had him taking the tackle who is a high school teammate of Caleb's. I forget which, which one it was. So the Bears taking a tackle who played high school ball with Caleb. So they, they it's either the it's either Joe Alt from Notre Dame or oh, the kid from Penn State, right? Olu whatever his last name I, is that I, I keep forgetting. I, I think that's it. You know, you could okay. you could argue that I should have had that for this. No, it's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, you could argue that. All right. <laughs> Do you want me to? I mean if you You probably should have had I, that. I, okay. All right. Thanks. Whatever. But, but anyway, it is the Penn State guy. Yeah, Olu. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you very much. Yes. So it's Olumi Olum Muyawa. That's it. For sure. <laughs> All right. Brandon. Why, guys. Brandon. My man. I'm gonna just, I'll, I'll point at a thumb at myself for today. I'll, okay. I'll be better tomorrow. No, no, no. Everything's been fine. Do another name. Everything's been fine. So that's an all-timer. So that's what he's got going to the Bears. And what's interesting is that he's got the UCLA edge rusher, who I've seen in other mocks, going to the Bears all the way down at 29. Laiatu Latu has. Yeah, well, he's got the massive injury issues. That's the deal. Yeah. That's the deal. But so he's got Bears going Caleb and a tackle at one and nine. Massive injury issues from tripping over that name. <laughs> <laughs> Catch your fall. Yeah, it's good to have fun with names. Yeah, but you got to know them, Pat. It helps. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to. Oh, I mean, it's it's helpful. It, it is. Olu. You, you said it right. Olu. Thank you. Just call him Big O. Yeah, from Penn State. That's what I said. Yep. yep. Olu from Penn State. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. And I tried to actually it's do my it. my guy, Big O. <laughs> oh, dog. Hey, the old man. The O-Areno. Oster. Oster's too much. Yeah, it we, is. We, we went too I far. blew it. Damn it. We went too far. I'm sorry. All right. There was a $288 million decision made today. We need to discuss it next on The Score.